Hello and welcome to the Be A Knowledge Share. In this episode, we talk about exploring the world of data dictionaries. In order to understand a data dictionary, let's understand why are they so important in business analysis and in data analytics. So data dictionaries are an essential tool for any organization that works with data. They provide detailed descriptions of the data used by an organization, which includes um, things like data structure, format, and meaning. So why is that so important? So when we talk about data dictionaries, we sort of reference them in the context of lineage. So say for instance, you are working on a sales report and the data is being fed from a database. From that perspective, it's important to understand, well, what is the source of the data? What structure or format is that data being uh, generated and sent to? Um, say for instance, you're using Excel in this case, um, being sent to Excel. What is the meaning, right? So a sales uh, a customer may have a different meaning in the backend uh, database, uh, and it may have a different meaning uh, from a business perspective and may have a different meaning from an Excel perspective. So with this information, data users can better understand and use data effectively. So, Understanding what a data dictionary is can only be sort of explained through um, an example. So I will show an example of what and how a data dictionary looks like and what it is actually. So in this Excel spreadsheet, there's a couple of tabs at the bottom here. Now a data dictionary may not be consistently the same across the board. It really depends upon your organization and what works for your organization. So as an example, this is a customer database and within the customer database there's several tables and within the tables there's fields so you want to sort of um, hierarchically um, explain or uh, provide a, a view of what is the journey of your data or your data element or of your data point in this case we have a couple of fields at the top and they're called dictionary name dictionary formal name dictionary description administrative notes or just notes, organization, and who the contact is. <clears throat> so in this case, the dictionary name is customer data. So that's basically the data dictionary that you are creating as a BA or your peers will be creating um, as part of uh, the effort to really understand your data um, journey. Then you have your dictionary formal name, which is in this case is customer data. So this database or this data only consists of customer information. The data dictionary uh, description is tables and data elements containing data elements of the customer. Administrative notes is probably optional, but just notes in general that you may want to capture as you are explaining uh, what the customer data uh, is all about. And maybe you have a customer department, which is the organization that will be responsible for maintaining the data dictionary and your contact information uh, will be listed here in terms of who is maintaining this data dictionary. Now that might change over time and we'll talk about maintaining uh, data dictionaries shortly. The next tab over you have customer tables and in this case you have uh, tables under the customer database. In this case it's customer demographics. There could be multiple uh, tables listed here. In this case it could not just be customer demographics but maybe customer um, contact and then you could have a customer <clears throat> sales um, I mean customer 
inventory is something to that effect. So there's, there could be multiples of these um, tables. Now, you could have a table comment here um, in describing what the customer demographics table is all about. In this case, it's table to capture demographics of customers, example locations, height, weight, etc. Uh, and then you provide a definition of your table. And now the comments and definition, uh, you know, you could sort of split those up or you could join them together if really the comments don't really add value. So comments are only included if there's additional information in, in addition to the definition that you're providing. Now customer fields. Now this is where you would sort of list the, the, the tables um, and the fields associated with all the tables that you've listed over here. So this is mostly focused on fields um, and in this case we're calling them column names, the characteristics or the attributes, in this case the data type, the column uh, comment, if there's any comments, what's the primary key, what's the foreign key, what's the column definition, what's the sequence in table, um, and maybe you want to include the details around the XML tags or maybe even um, some SQL uh, queries or common queries used, something to that effect. So what is a data dictionary? So we walked through an example of a customer's data dictionary. Um, it contains data elements, it's used in data architecture, so a lot of folks rely on this, uh, this, this artifact or this document, uh, specifically folks from the data architecture team as well as um, just in general, the business may want access to it as well, depending upon how technical your business is, as well as data governance. Um, they provide a detailed description of each data element. It gets into things like names, data type, aliases, rules, etc. And we've, saw, we've seen an example already. So for those that are listening to this on the podcast, um, I would recommend going to the YouTube channel and sort of uh, viewing the screen um, and how, how that Excel spreadsheet was created and what are the elements in there. As I said earlier, data dictionaries are fluid. Um, you are sort of the driver of what makes sense for your audience. So that's just something to keep in mind. So why are they so important? They are important for data quality and ensuring that um, the right sort of rules are applied to data elements, the right sort of um, split up exists within the data uh, database in general. It ensures consistency, consistency in the sense that it's used consistency consistently uh, from a naming convention across the organization, if not across the organization from a business perspective, at least within the, uh, the, the technical team. And it provides clarity. So say, for instance, as an example, the business may say, something does not look right within um, the Excel uh, report, the numbers don't look correct. So you, it, it's a one-shot view of the lineage of the data of okay, what could be causing this issue. So it gives you a one-shot view of the, the impacts. And it sort of cuts down on a lot of the time taken in order to do research or analysis of the, um, of the problems. The process of creating a data dictionary is, is uh, it, it can be tedious um, and it does involve a couple of steps. Um, so first we need to identify the data elements that will be included in the um, data dictionary. This may involve reviewing an existing uh, data sources and talking to stakeholders to understand what data elements are important to them. Once you've identified the data elements, step two would be to, you'll need to create a template for the data dictionary. This template should include fields for the name of the data element, its description, data type, rules, constraints. So you're sort of the best judge of what would work for your audience. 
Step three would be once you've created a template, you'll need to populate it with information about each data element. This may involve reviewing existing documentation or talking to subject matter experts to gather the necessary information. So you sort of build it out. Um, it, it, it depends upon how complex the um, the data pipeline is, or even it also depends upon whether uh, things have been documented before. So if, if the data points or data elements have not been documented before, you may need to have some knowledge about the database you're dealing with, as well as uh, what's on those Excel reports. So in order to gain that, you sort of have to elicit requirements from your uh, business uh, folks, as well as from your uh, technical team. Now let's touch upon updating data dictionary. So now you've created your data dictionary. It's out there for folks to review, um, or rather you probably reviewed it with your stakeholders as well as with your technical team, which are your stakeholders as well. Um, now it becomes, the decision needs to be made about who's gonna update your data dictionary, how are they gonna update your data dictionary, when, and what's gonna be updated. So those are sort of the uh, four W's that you want to consider when talking about updating data dictionaries. Because one of the limitations of a data dictionary is essentially that they um, they are constantly need to be updated, and it's, it's it depends upon um, you know the speed of updates that happen from a business in terms of their requirements. So that data dictionary constantly needs to be updated, otherwise it can get um, stale and old and uh, it won't be a valuable uh, tool to use. So in conclusion, data dictionaries are essential. However, they, they do a lot, require a lot of maintenance um, and they do provide detailed descriptions about the data points, databases. They help in providing clarity, uh, reducing conf confusion, and allowing folks to make decisions. I just want to point out that data dictionaries are not glossaries. So glossaries are business terminology um, that um, are used by the business, and data dictionaries are more so used by the technical folks which capture data elements. However, if it done correctly, you could actually map the glossary or the business definitions to the data dictionary. And so that it's an end-to-end soup-to-nuts uh, artifact that you can generate that's both valuable to the business as well as valuable to your technical team. So if you do like what you see if or if you do find value in what you see, what you hear, please do consider subscribing and support this channel so that we can continue making these videos. Um, click on the bell icon to receive updates uh, automatically if you're on YouTube. And please do consider growing this channel and supporting this channel as well as this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I know you have other channels that you can listen to as well as you can gain information for. So I appreciate your time listening to this channel as well as the podcast.